real estate investors from Florida, Georgia, and Texas. There's a big online event this coming October that you shouldn't miss. Discover new techniques on how to grow your business and thrive in the middle of the crisis in no time. Just simply go to www.realestateiq.co summit and sign up today. So welcome to our weekly uh, real estate investing hot trend. Uh, this is very important um, as we are um, looking at, um, you know, coming out of the stay at home order uh, for the pandemic. Uh, you know, this is not over. We are actually uh, still in the, in kind of in the midst of this whole thing happening. Um, and anytime where there's, you know, an event like this, um, I was comparing, you know, uh, recently I was reading a book about World War II and how it affects the home front in the United States. Um, and I find a lot of similarities in uh, people's concerns. Uh, you know, number one is um, uh, job security uh, for everybody, econ uh, the economy. Uh, and then also uh, the fear of inflation, because when you go to war, you end up printing a lot of money. Uh, and that's, uh, that will, that ends up costing uh, uh, costing, I guess, uh, everybody uh, money. It's uh, we call the inflation, the invisible tax. Uh, so there's a lot of, I guess, uh, concerns about uh, uh, what happens then. And you know, if you look at this pandemic, instead of fighting a war against another country, we are fighting a war as a you know humanity against a, a virus. Uh, our front line, instead of uh, sending troops to uh, to a, the battlefield, we have uh, our you know healthcare uh, folks that are you know fighting that disease for us, um, and then we also have you know everybody that's kind of in the essential business, moving the supply and making sure everything is well supplied, uh, both for civilians uh, and for the folks that are in the front line. So uh, you know, very interesting, uh, I guess, parallel that we are we're seeing here. Uh, and today, you know, we want to focus uh, our trend on uh, talking about, you know, some of the lessons uh, Glenn has learned. You know, he's a, a COVID-19 uh, survivor um, and he has uh, had a lot of experience, you know, going through this, you know, in person. Uh, he is, um, I guess, uh, you know, also motivated him to learn more about the disease. So he's going to share a lot more uh, uh, about uh, his experience with us. Uh, so we're going to start with an intro and then uh, go into our main topic uh, and then we'll also uh, continue with our online networking uh, portion. So the vision of this event is, you know, um, if we, we look at uh, a live and business, it's kind of the same. Everything is about positioning uh, ourselves or our business so that we can ride the wave, right? There's no, you know, um, obviously there is um, uh, advantage of, of uh, buying the best deal at any time, uh, but it's much better to get into the market and ride the wave uh, at the right time uh, because the rising tide raises all boats uh, and by staying on top of all these different trends that's happening, uh, we can take full advantage um, and 
and we can find a lot of success. Uh, so we want to promote this kind of thinking. Uh, we want to uh, offer um, uh, you know ways for us to kind of discuss the, all these topics. Uh, we kickstarted uh, this entire real estate investing hot trend uh, when you know kind of in the beginning of the pandemic, and we talked about how to turn this crisis into an opportunity. And uh, since then, we have uh, talked about a lot of different topics. Um, so we are also applying what we're learning uh, also. Next slide, please. We're talking about uh, what we have, you know, applying what we have learned uh, into what we do. Uh, we have the coronavirus special report. Um, uh, if you would like to see any of these pe uh, previous topics, uh, just send us an email at mailback at realsayiq.co and we can uh, share with you all these recordings. You should also join our newsletter and we'll, we have a link to all of these videos. So, you know, work from home. Oh, excuse me. Uh, so, you know, we talk about working from home. What's the best practices? Online networking. We're applying that right now. How to use Zoom. This is the tool that we're using. Uh, mental health, very important. I just, uh, I just took a run. Uh, it's so nice outside. I realized that I've been cooped up at home like, all this time. Uh, it's very important to keep our, our um, I guess, our life very balanced. Uh, and then we uh, also did uh, one about real estate investments on managing properties during the pandemic uh, last week. And we had a really, really good uh, discussion, really good group of folks uh, joining us. Okay, uh, who are we, Real Estate IQ? We are a technology and data company, and we focus on creating work from home automated systems. Uh, and, you know, I think working from home is the new big trend. And we are, we realized that the past seven years, you know, building this business, we have created a lot of systems. Um, and, you know, everybody wants to have, a, have everything automated in their business um, uh, because we're all looking for, you know, freedom and success. Uh, so we want to offer that to the real estate investment community. Uh, we do a lot of surveys. And, you know, one thing that we learned uh, is that everybody that, are, uh, that are part of the real estate investment community uh, or they want to join the real estate investment community is because they wanted to have freedom, you know, time and financial freedom. They want to uh, find success in their life uh, and they want to uh, 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 leave a very uh, long lasting legacy. So uh, that's our mission. You know, we're very aligned uh, in serving this community. We want to empower your journey uh, for freedom and success through all these work from home automated systems. Uh, core value, you know, um, this has a lot to do with culture. You know, from very early on, we understand that, uh, you know, culture is very important. The reason I left the corporate world and um, starting uh, Real Estate IQ is because I didn't quite agree with the, you know, company culture uh, for uh, of my previous company. And so uh, uh, if you have a group of very like-minded people uh, joining together and doing efforts and they all believe in these kind of core values, uh, you can achieve a lot of big things. Uh, so um, by, you know, you know, with the company culture, we also feel that, you know, you know, all these cultures are actually also in alignment with the real estate investment community. You know, everybody that we meet, everybody believes in these core values. Uh, so let me, uh, let me explain a little bit about these three core values. Has been many years of thinking to distill it to these five simple words. So the first one thing is uh, growth oriented. Um, and um, uh, let's see, I, I, uh, one reference I wanna draw is that, 
you know, I, I have recently learned about the analogy of doing business is just like um, uh, being in the Olympics or being an athlete. You know, we start by being an amateur uh, and then over time you become more of a professional athlete uh, and everybody wants to become uh, a bigger and bigger or better and better uh, business person. Um, and uh, you, you want to be world-class. Uh, so, you know, success is, doesn't come in one day. It's, it's constant practice. Practice, 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 practice. Uh, so uh, by being growth oriented, uh, we're always looking for ways to grow, you know, which is w the reason why we're having this uh, hot trend, which is why everybody is here, uh, because we're trying to learn and become a better version than we were yesterday. Um, very important, you know, self-improvement. Uh, and then uh, the other layer I want to uh, share is that when we're growth oriented, you know, we don't we're not so negative about ourselves and you know what we don't have today uh, because we are all looking forward to what we can become tomorrow. Uh, and we also uh, have a lot of abundance mindsets. We wanna share and help other people grow. Um, and as a consequence, by helping other people, they also help us and we grow uh, as a result. It's very uh, karmic, I guess, uh, this world is something we have learned over the years. Uh, the second core value is champion mindset. You know, talking about the the athlete uh, analogy, uh, and also, um, you know, a champion, you, you cannot become a champion by yourself. You know, even if it's a, a single person, a solo athlete, you still need a team of people that help you train, right? Uh, everything uh, takes a village. So um, it's about teamwork, uh, a lot of collaboration. Uh, and one thing I learned recently is that, uh, you know, talking about uh, the human history, uh, how, uh, human beings uh, have be we have become the apex predator of the earth, you know, not because we have uh, uh, sharper teeth and strong, stronger claws, uh, but because of our ability to collaborate and organize ourselves. So if you have a very good, uh, um, I guess, uh, like a way of collaborating and organizing, uh, then we can and have really good teamwork, then we can dominate in any field that we're in. Uh, last but not least is uh, integrity. You know, it's about conducting business uh, in an ethical standard, um, having a high, uh, I guess, integrity standard. Uh, and also it's a very long-term uh, kind of mindset uh, uh, to be in business. You know, you, if, you don't, if you don't have an ethical fortitude, you know, you're not gonna be in any business for long. Uh, so it's also a very long-term uh, mindset. It's the only way to do business in my mind. Okay, so a couple words about our work from home automated system. We have the deal analysis, which gives unlimited comps. Uh, if you are not a real estate IQ client yet, I think you should uh, definitely uh, schedule a demo and just see what, what that's all about. We truly believe in giving 10X value. You can uh, get started with the deal analysis at a super, super affordable price. You know, how much it costs to subscribe to Netflix. Uh, and we call this uh, our loss leader uh, because we want everybody to learn about real estate investing, especially now with the volatility of the market, everything is kind of all over the place. Um, you want to put your money at uh, kind of the assets that are more uh, inflation, uh, kind of more protected to inflation, I guess, is the right way to say it. Uh, and real estate is a very good asset class uh, in general. Um, most millionaires become so through uh, real estate. And I'm a true believer in that. Uh, and, um, you know, by offering 
you know, these tools at a really good value, uh, we also want to encourage everybody to get started. Uh, we have deal finding, you know, finding tons and tons of motivated sellers. Uh, the, it's for folks that are actively uh, finding deals. Uh, and then uh, the third one is the premium. That's our best seller right now. You know, with the quarantine, you know, people don't really want to go and go door knock anymore. So by uh, having their email address and phone numbers, it's very easy to do marketing uh, on these motivated sellers. Ooh, we have a new uh, slide on the real estate, I can I real estate IQ community. Uh, we highly want to encourage you to uh, join our community. We are onboarding uh, market leaders right now. Uh, and um, uh, that doesn't mean that you, uh, you should wait and join. You should join now uh, because uh, this, is a new com this is an online version of our real estate investment community. Uh, we have lots of groups that you can join or you can start. Uh, we, uh, this hot trend has, a, has its own group. Look at this nice, fantastic uh, cover photo. Uh, there's also marketplace and resources. You know, our, our vision is that this is a um, kind of our go-to resource for everything that has to do with real estate investments. You know, we have been investing heavily into the real estate investment community you know, please take advantage of it and help us improve it, get involved. Okay, so um, I think we're ready. Uh, I'm going to pass the mic to Shirley. Shirley is our researcher um, and uh, she has been uh, spending uh, part of every week to learn about a new topic for us. So she's basically a kind of our pioneer for learning. Uh, she learns it, she condenses it in a very digestible format and then we can learn from her. Uh, and so uh, uh, we have been, uh, you know, she's been driving these topics uh, also. So uh, today we have a really awesome topic, which is learning from a uh, COVID-19 survivor, uh, Glenn. Glenn, are you here? I am here. Can you hear me? Yeah, Glenn, how oh, are you? Good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm a lot better. That's for sure. And how's family? I'm sorry? How is family? Uh, they're great. They're great. And they're a lot better uh, now that I've uh, recovered. Um, good. I'm not 100% yet, but I'm really, really close. So, yeah. That's, that's fantastic. We're really glad that, um, you know, sorry to hear that you, you caught the virus and uh, very yeah, happy that you. you're able to recover. Um, uh, that's fantastic. And we look forward to learning from you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, because it was, it was not a lot. It, it was not fun at all. I mean, it was, it was pretty tough. So, yeah. yeah. I feel you. Okay, Shirley, please right. take it away. Sure. Uh, let me just put a face to to Glenn and uh, well we just like to to welcome you today and uh, it's nice to have you um, to guest for us so Glenn Ovalier is a real estate investor and uh, one of those who a survivor of COVID-19 so his expertise is uh, fix and flip buy and hold rentals owner finance and uh, wholesale so there, and uh, as I've said, we're glad to know that uh, you were able to uh, triumph over this, Glenn. And so we just like to, you know, um, get a few questions uh, going. Well, um, so first of all, where did you suspect uh, you got the virus? Like, when was this? You know, um, that's the million dollar question I get asked like um, from time to time. Uh, I wish I knew. Uh, I will say this, that um, for most of us who contracted, you know, the COVID-19, um, 
I'm sure um, most, like I said, most of us don't know where we got it. Um, the only way I think you're going to know you contracted it is if you knew that of the person who had it. Um, so for me, I, I don't know. And also to my incubation period, I don't know if it was one or up to 14 days, like how they say. So I don't know. Um, I wish I did. Not that it would have changed anything, but at least it would have, uh, at least I would know where the origin was from. So. Yeah, give me an idea. When was this? Was this around February? No. So <clears throat> what happened, like, okay, so I got tested on uh, March 19th. And the reason for that was because uh, about a week and a half or two weeks ago, you know, I was, I knew that um, I just wasn't feeling right. And then um, um, the week before uh, I got tested, <clears throat> um, you know, I was trying to do a, a teledoc uh, where it's basically a virtual, um, um, you know, doctor visit. And I forgot to mention a couple uh, symptoms that I had, which I think would have, um, uh, you know, given her or told her, hey, yeah, we, you need to go in for, uh, for testing. And so um, she just thought that, you know, okay, well, maybe I'm just, ha I just have a code or whatever. And so um, she said, if you get worse or whatever, then, you know, call us back and then, you know, we'll schedule, uh, schedule you to go, go in for a doctor visit. And then, um, but I knew something was up um, and I, I searched around, um, you know, who was conducting the test because at the time it was uh, very few, um, very few, uh, um, uh, clinics that that were that were um doing the, the COVID-19 test and so um I found one that was in McKinney uh, which is not too far from me and um so like I said it was scheduled on the on a, on a Thursday the 19th and a couple of days later on Saturday Saturday morning that's when they called me to 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 let me know uh that I was positive I tested positive and um it's, it's a little crazy because um, how it all worked out because that's the day that the, the coronavirus kicked in. Uh, the day before, I felt great because uh, on Thursday, they, they gave me medication uh, based on the symptoms that I gave them that day. And so um, I took those, those medications and like I said, the next day, Friday, I felt great. But then Saturday is uh, really when it kicked in and then the next four or five days were just really, really tough, really tough. All right, so you had, did you have all the symptoms? Yeah, so <clears throat> the symptoms that I had, um, and what I tell everyone is that everyone's symptoms are gonna be different um, because I recently learned um, or heard of a, uh, uh, a guy who, who had COVID-19 that did not have the shortness of breath. And I thought that was the common denominator for all of us, but. It's not. Um, so for me, <clears throat> my symptoms were uh, the shortness of breath, um, just, you know, uh, being lethargic, um, you know, and uh, uh, I sweated. Um, so the first few days I sweated quite a bit and I had a uh, loss of appetite as well. Um, I had no, no desire to eat or drink, um, which did not help my case. And so those things there um, actually worsened uh, the situation because the virus that's what it wants it wants you not to move and not to eat not to drink and so uh but yeah as soon as i did anything as simple as just sit up you know i would lose my breath and i just wanted to lay back down and try to catch it and um um so the um uh um standing up for more than two seconds was was pretty tough as well 
and um, um, you know, just having to get up and and walk or or you know even go to walk to the to the restroom was was pretty brutal just because um, you know you had to stand for a longer period of time and, and also too it involved activity so you know just moving around <clears throat> and um, uh, there were there were plenty of times where I just wanted to I felt like I wanted to collapse and so uh, I just you know had to quickly get back to my bed and and just lay down and uh, try to collect my air again um, but it was if I had to describe it it was like it was like a, a fish out of water just gasping for air so which uh which clinic did you go to Glenn I went to um I, I know that let me see um I'll tell you here in just a moment because I actually have a um I and by the way I got retested um the Wednesday after I was uh uh, released from quarantine and um, and the doctor did tell me because what they're suggesting is once you're 100% symptom free then that's when they want to test you but at this point I felt that I was good um, just that I still had the the residual symptoms as far as like the um, uh, the shortness of breath and and then on day 13 of my my uh, 14 day quarantine I started coughing, um, but that was because, you know, my, my pre-existing condition is, is bronchitis. And I think that that was starting to kick in or whatever, but I didn't have any cough prior to that. I didn't have any fever. I didn't have any chills. I didn't have any of that. So um, I started coughing and then, um, but they did give me an inhaler, you know, that, that Thursday that I had uh, went to go, go get tested. But, um, um, but yeah, so <clears throat> I went in on that the following Wednesday and got tested. And then the following Monday after that, they told me that I, I I tested negative, so I was I was really happy about that. Um, but I, I'll, I'll give you that information in just a moment here. Sorry, I have a quick, same question as Becky. Sure. Um, did you also lose your sense of taste and smell? I didn't. Um, you know, I didn't lose lose that, uh, but I did lose my appetite. And uh, you know, the first probably three four days, uh, all I ate was uh, a couple bites of a banana, and that was it. And uh, um, and I did lose I did lose weight. I lost probably about 15 pounds. But I you know once I gained you know my appetite back, I, I'm eating you know normal. I started eating normal normally like I, I would. And then uh, but I've gained probably most of it back. So, but yeah, um, it is called. Let's see, I have I have the number. It's on a well the address. It's 120 South Central Expressway. Suite 103 in McKinney, and oh, also McKinney. Have a number as well. You're in the DFW area. Yeah. And was it hard to find a clinic that does testing? Yeah, it was because um, uh, normally, you know, I would just, I don't really have a primary care physician, which I need to actually get, because uh, I don't need to go to the doctor much. Um, and so, but when I do, I'll go to like, you know, uh, Care Now, um, one of those urgent care uh, facilities, whatever. But they 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 weren't conducting it, and other places too. I was just searching, you know, clinics around me. They weren't doing it, and so I finally, if you call two one one, if you dial two one one, they will uh, they can help you with that. They can help you, you know, as far as who in your area uh, conducts it. But there's so many places now uh, today that you know uh, it'd be pretty hard not to find one. So, so dial two one one. What's that? Yeah, two one one. Yep. Testing is uh, increasing now. Yeah, so absolutely. they 
they let you, you uh, they let you be tested i mean they let you be treated at home yeah so they didn't i mean they just pretty much what they said is just uh, to quarantine myself um and just get rest that was pretty much it um so i think that they should you know encourage other things like you know again staying hydrated eating and trying to move around um those things i really got from from family and friends uh, that are in the medical field of, of some sort. And so they just kept telling me, they're like, you know, you have to drink, you have to eat, you have to, you know, move around this and that. So, so I did, I started doing that um, probably around the fourth day in the evening uh, because my son, he was taking care of me the first four days. And, um, um, you know, he, he was on me, you know, saying, Hey, you got to eat, you got to, you got to drink, you know, you got, you're not doing any of those things, whatever. And then again, like I said, I've had enough people in my ear telling me this and that. And so, um, uh, but yeah, that's when I started doing it. And then, you know, slowly but surely things started turning around for me. So I think Steve wanted to know, like, how are you able to cope with, you know, recovering at home with your family? Do you have to quarantine yourself in a room? Yeah. So I stayed in my room, um, you know, just isolated. And uh, my son, what he did, um, you know, he wore a mask and gloves, you know, uh, protecting himself. He's 17. Um, he would come in and, you know, bring me, you know, my drinks, my, my food, whatever. If I could take it back, you know, I would tell him to leave it at the door and for me to get it, which would have made it worse for me because it was so difficult just getting up, you know. And so for me to, to, to really just... Uh, uh, force myself to get up and, and go get it. I think I would have probably ate or drank less. Um, but yeah, he came in and uh, and um, was giving me the stuff, which, you know, thankfully for, for him, he didn't catch it, but we did get a little scared on the fourth day because he did mention that uh, he wasn't feeling well. And then I just, I felt bad. I was like, man, I got him sick. I was like, so I just, you know, started playing the the, the blame game on myself and, and just, thinking, I was like, man, I, I just got him sick. So, um, Makes you worse. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> yeah. And so, but, so he, we ended up quarantining him, uh, for 14 days, but he was good. Um, thank God he didn't, he didn't test positive. Um, cause he did, uh, we did take him. Well, I didn't, his mom took him in to get tested and then, um, he, he came back negative, which was good. And he didn't have any symptoms besides, well, uh, what, which did warn me when he, when he mentioned that he had a, um, a tightness of, of, uh, his chest or whatever. And his breathing and i was like oh that's not good so like those are symptoms of you know this virus so i see yeah and and glenn um uh, what so you said you have shortness of breath and yeah uh, while you were recovering you know were you kind of resting sleeping or were you yeah in the, yeah in the beginning i was resting a little too much um and um but um you know we'll say like during the whole process um I didn't panic, nor did I feel that I had to admit myself in the ER. And the reason for that, and, and I truly believe in this, is that, and, and you guys know this, is that knowledge is power, knowledge is key. And so going into this, I already knew, like, okay, um, what uh, other people who had this were going through. And so I knew, okay, what to expect. And, you know, so that helped me a lot. Um, and, um, um, but once I started getting better um, and could start doing stuff, start standing up for longer periods of times, so whatever, you know, I just took it upon myself to um, do some breathing exercises 
Um, and then once I was released from quarantine, then uh, just started walking, um, you know, walking around my, my neighborhood and then uh, just really progressing, uh, just trying to build my lungs back up because this virus did do, a, do some damage to them, you know, because even today, even though today, like till today, um, it feels like my lungs are com uh, compressed, you know, like if they were switched out with a smaller pair, because when I try to take a deep breath, you know, it, um, uh, it doesn't match, you know, what my lungs can take in, if that makes any sense. So it's, it's like my, my lungs are, are maxed out and they can't take any more air. So that's why I'm, you know, still doing uh, uh, stuff on a daily, like in the mornings, I'll do my, my morning, um, uh, my breathing exercises. In the evening, I'll either walk and I just started to uh, ride my bike yesterday. So, um, but yeah, just just really stuff to, to try to build it back. I think this is gonna linger for a little bit longer, but I'm really just ready to to be back to 100% really, so. And how long, part. how long has it been? Um, so, um, I was, let me see, I was diagnosed, okay, well, I got my results back on the 28th of March, um, and that's when I started it, um, and then, was it the 28th, yeah, and I was released the 11th, and then, um, so it's been since then, um, so I've been you know, just you know working, uh, trying to build back uh, ever since. And um, you you were talking about the breathing exercise. Could you explain yeah. to us uh, what the breathing exercise is? So what I do is uh, I just take a deep breath, and then but I also like uh, uh, with both arms, I just kind of bring them up and put them on top of my head and just hold them there, and just try to hold my breath for as long as I could or can. At the time, I couldn't hold it for no more like this, and this was during my quarantine. When I started getting better, um, so when I was isolated in my room, I would do these, and I could, but I couldn't hold my breath for for no more than two seconds. Uh, but now it's gotten better, and it's progressively gotten better to where I can, you know, hold it for for more than ten. So I do it. I would do those six times. You hold it for as long as I could, and then just release. And then on the sixth one, sixth um, um, time, I would just at the end when I release, I would just cough. And and where I got that from was. Um, I did see a video of two doctors where they said, okay, well, on the sixth one, you know, cough. So I incorporated, incorporated that with, with my breathing exercises. And so that's, you know, pretty much it. And so uh, how did you cope with it? You know, like mentally, emotionally, uh, psychologically. So we were discussing about that in the mental health um, webinar. So how did you cope with it? Um, so the physical, it's going to take over your physical. It really is. Um, and it did to me. And there was a time where I did feel down, but, you know, um, I didn't feel uh, mentally defeated. And I knew I couldn't let this take over my, oh, take over me psychologically. And, um, and again, um, the reason why was because I knew what to expect going into this and, you know, what it was going to, what I was going to experience pretty much. And so um, um, the, the, the disappointing thing for me, like I can see, I can totally see this, this taking over you like psychologically. I really can't because it starts off with the physical. And if, to me, if you're not of the strong mindset or if you don't have any knowledge of, of what this can do to you or what your experience is gonna be, I can, I can definitely see this taking over you uh, psychologically. And I did hear, unfortunately, like um, a couple weeks ago um, that, um, 
this young, this young guy, uh, young male, uh, probably in his 20s, um, he, he had it. He had the virus and he couldn't cope with the symptoms that he was going through. And he, unfortunately, he ended up taking his life. And I thought that was very sad, you know, and, and I, I did tell myself, I was like, I can see how this, and this was prior to hearing that story. I was like, I can see how this can take over, you know, you mentally and you can just break down or, or whatever the case may be. And unfortunately for him, he just couldn't deal with it. Um, and he took, he took his life, which was really sad. And your family support is a big factor. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, my family and friends, because I only told less than 10 people. It wasn't something that I felt I needed to post on Facebook or anything, but, um, um, but yeah, they found out, I mean, it's, the news spread like a coronavirus did. And so, but yeah, they, um, reached out, gave me a bunch of, um, uh, uplifting messages and, and get well messages. So, I mean, uh, that really, really helped. That really helped. And, and that's what made me also to, uh, start like fighting back, you know, and what I mean by that is, you know, keeping myself hydrated, drinking a bunch, um, and also eating because I wouldn't do any of those things. Taking care of yourself. That's What's good. that? Taking yeah, care of yourself. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And so, uh, basically, what are your thoughts, you know, on this experience? What's uh, your your lessons from, from surviving COVID-19? Um, the lessons for me, I mean, you know, um, it's tough because I don't know how I got it. Um, the only thing that you can do is to uh, practice what they're saying. And that's, you know, uh, putting your mask on, keeping your hands clean, wearing your, your, your gloves. Um, and the unfortunate part, and the reason why, you know, I don't know if I'm sure you guys saw my, my Facebook post, but the purpose of that was because during the, my, my um, uh, period of being quarantined, I would see a bunch of people post on Facebook that, you know, oh, they're, they're still getting together. You know, they had to, they just had to socialize and it made no sense to me. And I'm like, you know, you guys, it's just, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when it's going to hit you and, um, or you're going to contract it. But, uh, you know, you see these people and a lot of them were hypocrites. They're, they, they would say, you know, oh, don't, you know, make sure you um, uh, uh, don't go out, you know, stay, stay at home and and you know uh stay safe whatever and those were the same people that were still getting together with uh, other groups and so it just didn't make any sense but i felt that the need to to post that because um to me i didn't think enough people were taking it serious and i think also too i think they were just ill educated about it um and so you know maybe i hope that you know that post uh and and it has because i've gotten a lot of feedback which was really good so um sorry I'm so sorry. I want to I want to chime in here. So sure. so, uh, so maybe share a little bit of a warning with people. You know the the physical uh, I guess um, you know suffering that was tough. Yeah, psychological uh, that was tough. How about financially? You know, could you share some uh, some uh, some figures of uh, how much did that set you back? How expensive was this COVID nineteen to you? Um, you know, I mean. Yeah, I was limited in, in, in uh, what I could do and stuff like that, of course. But uh, in the middle of it, and, you know, I'm about to wrap up uh, this project, but I, I had a project, uh, which is, is a, it, it is a fix and flip uh, project, um, where, uh, you know, in the middle of it, I got, I, you know, I got hit with this, this virus, and um, it took me out, whatever. And um, 
but it, fortunately, you know, I, my partner, uh, she was able to pick up where, where I left off. And so she was able to manage it, you know, because, so what I do a lot is I, I, um, I partner with, with almost most of my deals, um, you know, because either a novice or, or experienced um, investor, you know, will come and come to me and say, hey, uh, will you partner with me? Um, because <clears throat> there are things that I can bring to the table. A lot of things that I do is, you know, I like to manage my own projects <clears throat> so that we can save on that end. And, um, but I'll manage the projects. Um, and, you know, so she was, like I said, she was able to pick up where I left off. I just kind of told her, okay, this is what, you know, we got to do whatever. And she was abreast with what were, uh, what was happening, which was really good. And, um, uh, we're really almost finished. Um, it should be finished, uh, hopefully by tomorrow. Um, so at least I had that one. I have some other things in, you know, in the pipeline, but, um, I do, um, uh, have buy and holds. <clears throat> so I at least have that coming in um so, and plus we you we can't do anything you can't go out and you know you spend money so i mean you know it saves you money there I guess. <laughs> so. um and uh so john john has a really good question uh, i wanted to ask you this question sure. too. what are your thoughts about this uh, removing of stay-at-home orders you know apparently in texas tomorrow is when we open up so I have mixed feelings about that because I do want to see the economy uh, get back on track. I really do. Here's how I, I, I see it. Um, if, if we can go to the store, you know, for the essential stuff, you know, and be, but, you know, be responsible about it, about it wearing your mask, wearing your gloves and stuff like that, then <clears throat> um, why can't people go back to work, you know? Now, I know there's going to be things or, you know, um, but I think th those things, like as far as wearing a mask and, and, and having your gloves on, those have to be mandatory um, because, you know, you don't want to, you got to protect yourself from others and others from you. So, I mean, it just, and, and I do like the way our, our governor is, is doing it. He's doing it in stages and also too in percentages. So again, it, it's mixed. I, I'm still mixed about it, but I think that there's still, you're going to have some irresponsible people that are that you know um unfortunately are gonna either get infected or or infect others um so it, it's it's a, a catch-22 for me so i mean I, you know that's just how i kind of see it yeah personally, personally I'm kinda, oh sorry uh, you know, <laughs> kind of torn between the two too it's yeah uh, like, yeah you know, want the, the economy to continue to uh, to keep moving uh, right in time it's like you know what kind of health impact are we are we going to be looking at because it's a it's a pretty highly contagious uh, right it is virus um uh, i was just watching this show on netflix about you know all the different factors uh, of this co this um coronavirus is like i just saw that my daughter and i just saw that as well yeah it was very it's very good especially as uh, as you you know kind of personally going through it i think oh, absolutely. It's a very different uh, yeah yeah <laughs> thoughts and perspective but you personally uh, won't be going out right i mean oh no i won't no 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 I, i'm good I, i've already lived through it so you know i'm 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 good i'm okay and plus you know i mean it wasn't tough for me being isolated in my room because i mean i'm a homie i can stay at home I, it, it's no biggie to me so i'm i'm good so used to it it really didn't bother me so do you uh do you usually work from home glenn i do i do work from home so um you know um, and of course, you know, get out from time to time because I got to go uh, run errands or, or this checkup on our project or whatever. So, 
but yeah, I'll work from home. Man, I've been thinking that uh, as, uh, as a community uh, in real estate investing, I think most of us work from home. Yeah. Right? A yep. lot of you know, comfort in uh, uh, being at home. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. So yeah, embrace it. Everybody with our, in our company, we all work from home too. <laughs> we love working from home. <laughs> oh, so you guys were already doing this. You yeah. guys already work from home. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, always I've been to your office before uh, in Addison, right? Yeah, we have an office too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for, you know, for doing business and for meetings and stuff. But right. like most of the time, it, it's, uh, it's more efficient to work at the home office than, uh-huh. uh, you know, driving. Right. Being in traffic, stuff like that. So, but yeah. Yeah. The real estate industry is really adaptable. Like you can uh, change the virtual, uh, virtual tours. You can always just have everything done online, like legally signing it digital, digitally. So it's good that um, you weren't affected uh, financially that much. Yeah, right. sounds like the right. takeaway. Yeah, me too. So I'm glad. Glad my takeaway is uh, it's it's miserable. It's uh, it affects you. It's it's gonna take you know probably a month and a half at the very least to for you to kind of get back to where you were before. Yeah, not longer. Uh, the good thing is you have uh, you have partners and you have passive income. Uh, right, so, right. So you're uh, you're in a much better footing than if it's another person that doesn't have that uh, and right. then they get sick and they, they don't get no work, no income. It's, it's tough. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, I can see this setting back, back a lot of people and, and drastically because, um, you know, um, you hear the number of uh, people filing for unemployment and all that stuff. And uh, so, you know, and, and that's another reason too, why, you know, I want to see, you know, the economy get back, but I mean, also too responsibly though. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Go out responsibly. You know, we were talking about drinking responsibly. Now it's like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah, another, another slogan. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Lynn has a question for you. Uh, okay. What drugs were given to you? What, what? What drugs were given to you? Oh, um, so I don't have them on me now. Um, there were four um, uh, prescriptions that they gave me. And again, it was based on, on the symptoms that I gave or they, they took from me that day, right? So, cause they also did the uh, test that same day. But uh, one of them, uh, I know is a Z-Pack. Um, um, uh, one was for my bronchitis, there were pills. And then, um, and th- the thing is too, on my bronchitis, um, I haven't had it for a few years, but because I told them that, you know, hey, mom, you know, I've had bronchitis in the past. They gave me that. And then another one was an inhaler and I don't remember the other one. Um, but yeah, so I had to finish those pills like maybe in the, within the first week. Mm. Uh, the only thing I have left is, is my inhaler. So, gotcha. yeah. Um, and then inhaler, the thing, go ahead. inhaler helps you breathe better. I'm sorry? Does the inhaler, uh, help you breathe better? I don't think it helps me breathe better. Um, because again, it's, it's the, um, uh, the bronchitis when I start, you know, uh, having my coughs and they start becoming violent coughs, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll take it and that helps. So it'll just, you know, pretty much calm it down and, and I won't have it anymore. Um, I haven't really had to use it the past two days. Um, I, I've only used it in the morning because it's become like kind of my, my ritual with my, my morning uh, breathing exercise. Once I finish my um, ex- breathing exercise, I'll, I'll take the two puffs 
and that's about it. But I mean, I really haven't, I've noticed that I haven't had to use it like really today and also to yesterday. So, which is good. And then again, it, it, a, a tribute um, uh, is to my exercises that I do in the evening. So again, I'm just working on my lungs. Yeah, when I saw your uh, Facebook video, I think you were coughing. Uh, uh, and now- Yeah, I mean, oh yeah. Um, I was, um, that, that, was, that video, um, it was, it was, I was still pretty bad with the, especially with the, the uh, shortness of breath. Uh, the shortness of breath and also to the wheezing yeah, you can definitely hear it I mean I'll, you may be able to hear some of it right now but um, you know uh, in the, in those videos yeah it was um, it was pretty tough but I was just trying to really get I know I know the the videos were pretty pretty long or, or, or drug out but I mean it was I was I also too was struggling so yeah no no thank you thank you so much for sharing uh, yeah experience with us do you yeah, feel yeah. like you work a hundred percent what's that tired do you feel like you can work 100% now? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm back at it. Like ever since uh, um, I wasn't really going out um, prior to um, finding out that I was uh, um, uh, COVID free. Um, but, you know, so now I'm back in my routine. I've, I've already visited, you know, my project that I got going on. Uh, getting, like I said, getting stuff done. And then, like I said, it's going to be done here by, by tomorrow. So, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I can do, and I'm doing stuff. I'm keeping active because, uh, you know, you get bored. I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm not the type that, you know, okay, I'm just going to sit down and enjoy this, this, because it's not a vacation. It really isn't. So, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Well, my takeaway is that, you know, uh, people won't take it seriously until somebody they know or close family or friend, you know, gets or contracts the virus, but uh, you don't have to, you know, um, be a struck with the virus or you don't have to experience it for yourself to know how you can prevent it or to right. save someone from it. Yeah, for sure. And I had a lot of people, a lot of people tell me that I was the only one that they knew that had it. Uh, and I had people that I've never, um, never met um, um, this, this one lady in particular, and she's not even in the DFW. I want to say she's maybe in Austin or something. Uh, but she reached out to me and, um, sent me a PM and, um, uh, it was a long message just really, uh, thanking me for the, for, for what I had posted because, you know, uh, it hit home and also too, because her husband, uh, has some, some preexisting conditions that, you know, he makes him even more vulnerable. And so, um, uh, but yeah, she was very thankful uh, for me sharing that experience and, you know, pretty much let me into her life or whatever. So, but yeah, um, um, so that meant a lot. I mean, because I, I had a lot of people that just reached out and, and said thanks. And I had the day it, it posted, it was late in the evening. I had people uh, call me um, uh, that I knew um, and uh, um, they didn't know, of course, that, that I had it, whatever. Um, but it opened their eyes and I, I got a lot of that. So, I mean, I'm just glad that, you know, it, it served a good purpose because again, this is new to everyone and, you know, there's still so much uncertainty that, you know, um, we don't know. And like, one of the things I get asked too is, um, you know, do you think, uh, you're immune to this now? And I, I said, no, I was like, I was like, from what I hear, all the mixed, um, answers or reviews, whatever. Um, the one that I do believe in is, you know, now that I've had it, it makes me less likely to get it than someone who hasn't. 
So that's the only, but I do not, do not by any means think I'm, a, I'm, I'm immune to this at all. So. Yeah, my, um, my uh, one thing I want to share is my uncle in uh, Florida, his doctor got it and passed away. I heard, yeah, and, and that, that's, that's even, I mean, just the irony of it, you know, I mean, that, that's pretty sad, though. Yeah, they're in the, and they're on the front line. Um, yeah, so, so it's tough. and they're under a lot of stress, too, and I told um, the people at the clinic, you know, um, uh, when I went back, you know, I just really just thanked them, because I know I'm pretty sure they're just under a bunch of stress, you know, so anytime I get a chance to, to um, you know, interact with, with um, a frontliner, then I definitely tell them thank you. So this is a tough time. It's a real tough time. Yeah. Well, we're glad to hear that you're you're finally COVID free, and that you're able yeah. to you know spread your awareness because awareness already is already a big a big thing because people don't know what to do or what to expect when right. you know when somebody they know caring for someone who has it. So right. that is already a big thing. So we hope you, you know, uh, keep healthy. So if you're listening to this, um, now you know with the opening and if you feel like you have some symptoms, you, ha you know you add, at least we have somebody in the community that you can call. Glenn, what's your phone number? <laughs> um, my phone number is, um, <laughs> no, you, you can reach out to me. 214-288-4470. Um, Two, one, so, four. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely open uh, if you have any questions or even if it's about real estate, that's fine. Yeah, 214-288-4470. And uh, Glenn is always looking for partners for his deals. Yep. So please collaborate. Absolutely. So I see you're, you're, you're keeping up with uh, your facial hair there. That's good. Yeah, see, I'm letting mine grow out. I don't know if, like, you know, if you saw the well, the pretty girl in, the, in my profile pic, you know, well, she's not little anymore, but but um, she threw an idea at me and said, uh, one of the days we were, we were walking, she said, um, you know, don't shave it, don't don't shave it until you're 100. percent And I was like, you know what? That's I was like, all right, I can go, I can go with that. I was like, the the scary part is that I don't know how long that's gonna take though. So yeah, I don't know if y'all can see this, but I mean, yeah, I'm pretty. I mean, it, it's, I'm never letting it grow this much. So it's looking pretty bad. Very good. Now you have a new, you can have a new style. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm getting mixed reviews. Some people like it, some people don't. So they're like, uh, I'm kind of digging it now. So yeah, well, I mean, you can't, you can't please everybody. That's true. That is, that's very true. That's very true. Cool. Thank you, Glenn. So thank Absolutely, you so much man. for sharing your experience with us. Um, yeah. Up next, we have uh, Mr. Jonathan Yu and uh, John. Are you, uh, can you unmute, say hi to everybody? Hey, everyone. So uh, John uh, has an import-export business and uh, he was sharing with me some, uh, some news about, uh, I guess, um, you know, the, the PPE, personal protection equipment. You know, John, you know, I guess, um, uh, whatever you feel that you can share, could you share some with us? Where, since we're in this theme of kind of protecting ourselves and kind of medical, uh, attention all that stuff yeah so i want to bring your attention to uh the entire manufacturing uh global manufacturing supply chain i think uh, most of you understand that uh, most of the uh the goods uh comes from asia uh because there's uh 
know, lower uh, labor and so on and so forth. Uh, so most of them come from Asia and, and mainly China. Um, so when this pandemic first uh, broke loose, um, well, the uh, Chinese national people were wanting face masks for their own needs, right? So they started buying face masks. And this is right, right before the Chinese New Year, which is the equivalent of their like Christmas break. So nobody's working. So uh, there, there's a huge shortage of, of face masks. And so they decided to uh, import a buttload of uh, face masks and ventilators and gloves and interestingly, uh, tissue paper and toilet paper. <laughs> Much like what you're seeing here with Costco, you know, back then, uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, people that knew of the news that just decided to just go to Costco and buy like five packs of toilet paper, which they're not going to be able to finish until like three years later. Um, and and uh, that what that's doing is the rest of the world is kind of going like, oh, okay, whatever. And then when it actually breaks loose over here uh, in the States and other parts of Europe, then people are like, oh, shoot, we need to go buy these stuff. Well, the, the Chinese economy shut down for two and a half months. So the global supply chain went on a halt. So there was no one producing any face mask or actually that would be a, that would be an overstatement. There was very limited amount of production of face masks uh, because like, I think China accounts for about 75% of the face mask manufacturing in the world. Oh, and wow. so, yeah. And so what happened then was uh, we were running out of face masks and ventilators. Um, and, um, <clears throat> I came from Taiwan, and uh, Taiwan well, immediately after learning uh, that the, the Chinese has a possible uh, virus outbreak, decided to limit down the amount of face masks people can buy. So it's not just you know one family hoarding you know five six hundred packs of face masks. Each family with their identification card, each individual person with their own identification card gets only five face masks um, per week. So one a day, right? You don't, you don't use face masks like all the time. And, um, and they were able to keep a constant supply. So now uh, my home country, or my home place, Taiwan, you know, is now sending, I think, uh, 100,000 face masks to the USA per week. And I think that's incredibly important. It's just that uh, with the global supply chain being on a halt because no one is importing or exporting anything during the pandemic because nobody's really working. Uh, you really just gotta, you know, you gotta conserve. You can't just, and, and I wish and hope that people really, really think of others as well and not hoard like, you know, a whole garage worth of face masks. I even see some posts that people are starting to sell face masks at five times the price on LinkedIn. You know, because they're so such a rare commodity back like two weeks ago. Now it's a little bit better because, you know, the U.S. Uh, has started production of face masks over here uh, locally. And, uh, and what I want to bring your attention to also is that the global supply chain manufacturing process is that, okay, when, when something is in high demand, it doesn't matter who is manufacturing it, uh, the, the quality of that product becomes significantly lower because people just want to crank out numbers and sell these products at high profit. 
So that's kind of what happened with uh, with with China and other parts of Asia is that their um, their face mask wasn't up to code. You know, they 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 blocked out absolutely nothing. In fact, you know, they were made out of a lot of um, paper products. It's not even you know, it's not even uh, really working. <clears throat> and ventilators too. And so, uh, with that being said, if there's a question, oh, okay. Uh, with with that being said. I think to 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 kind of incorporate all this stuff and all this information uh, into real estate because you know real estate IQ is primarily a, a real estate data company uh, is that I think and I believe that uh, there's going to be a huge flood of people in the manufacturing business coming back to the U.S. because now we understand that. You know, before the Earth is flat, in like you know, in 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 a in a pretty much uh, interesting sense, you know, if, if people are producing it in China for thirty cents a piece, we could just buy it for thirty cents a piece versus producing it here for three dollars a piece. Well, now it's no longer the same because, uh, you know, with, with the global pandemic going on, people want it's it's their home country first, right? So China is going to make sure they have enough face mask for themselves before they're going to export any. And it's the same for every single product. So ventilators, uh, medicine pills, um, you know, uh, the agricultural goods, uh, and it's the same thing. So here in the States, we have a shortages of medical supplies and medicines. Over there in China, they have a shortages of decent agricultural goods. And, and that's that's where you know, with the whole trade war and everything else, there's a limitation of agricultural goods, and people are actually starving over there in China. Um, not not the you know, regular people, but the more more less fortunate people. And so I, I believe there's going to be a increase in the industrial sector of commercial real estate, um, and hence I am prepared for it, and I have uh, invested in a couple already. So. Um, is there any question? <laughs> um, I want to make a comment, uh, you know, talk about uh, manufacturing. So I have a little bit of manufacturing background and the early lesson I learned is that there are three factors in manufacturing. You have either schedule or cost or quality. Uh, you cannot have all three. You always have to give up on one of them. If you want, so if you want to move things really fast at a good, pro good cost, then you have to give up on quality. That seems to be kind of what's happening uh, because there's so much demand uh, for, for, uh, for these masks and PPE right now. Yes. Oh, another thing I wanted to mention is that because of the um, incre uh, de increased amount of decrease in import and export, there actually isn't all that much containers uh, that's floating on, on the sea. So a lot of people are having a buttload of containers sitting at the port because we're not exporting as much, we're not importing as much. But what yeah. that does, even though we have a really, really low oil price, is that actually drove the uh, logistics up um, in terms of, because there's a shortages of containers. And so that's also the reason why, if any of you are you know, noticing the personal protective gear, there's actually becoming more and more expensive uh, for us to buy, not just because of the simple supply and demand, but also because of the supply and demand of the logistics. 
Hey, have you thought about the tiny home uh, movement? You know, how this affects the supply of all the containers and the tiny homes? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know about tiny homes. I don't know much about the tiny homes, but all I know is that uh, while I'm still doing import and exporting, uh, now before I'm, you know, before I'm booking containers, if I book containers now, I can get it next week. Now, if I book containers now, I won't get it until May 20th because there's just not enough containers out there. Mm. And that's what I know. So, you know, you can, you can kind of guesstimate and, and use logical sense to see what's going on with, uh, with the rest of, of the economy based on that information. Yeah. Um, uh, one more thing I want to share is that I, I think I saw in the news that uh, Japan also is is, do, is passing a bill to move uh, their manufacturing back to their home country. Yeah, and that's just because of the unreliability of, of uh, outsourcing. I think that the main problem now with outsourcing uh, essential goods is that uh, when you're in a global crisis such as this one, um, like I said before, every country is for themselves. They're gonna protect, uh, not even country, every region is for itself. You know, for example, Texas has, you know, like 50% occupancy rate in their hospital in terms of beds. And they have, you know, more excess of ventilators and face masks than, than a lot of the other states, while New York's in shortages. Well, why aren't we sending all those to New York? Because what if there's an increase of cases here in, in, in Texas? You know, we need these in reserve. So every, is every man for themselves when it comes to, to a crisis like this one? And it's the same with, with, with China or any of the Asian manufacturing countries that they're gonna save the best for themselves and they're gonna sh ship out the crap, you know, so to speak, to, to the rest of the world because, well, you know, we wanna protect our people first and your people can come later. <laughs> cool. So, that's why, so yeah, guys, that's, uh, uh, go ahead, John. Oh, and just to say, that's why, you know, I, I think, um, every single country is wanting to move their manufacturing, at least the, uh, the essential part of their manufacturing in instead of outsourcing it to, you know, uh, countries with lower labor. Especially, you know, uh, uh, now that we're on this topic, I just want to make uh, one last comment is that with the, uh, the unemployment rate uh, going so high, I was just doing some research. Okay, so in the last six weeks, there were over 30 million uh, unemployment file uh, claims in the United States. And we have a total of 150 million uh, people that work. So that's about 20% uh, of the workforce has claimed uh, for unemployment, you know? So I think uh, uh, by moving uh, the manufacturing uh, back, I think it will also address some of those needs too. I think that will be the trend. Yeah. That would be yeah. onshoring and full automation instead of... Yeah. Thinking about how to improve the manufacturing process versus going to places where labors are cheap, I think is the next trend. Because uh, the reliability um, in times of uncertainty. Yeah, and John and I were just talking about automation. You know, it's all about automation, automating businesses, our businesses. Yeah, automating business, automating, uh, automating manufacturing and everything. I mean, who doesn't like to just sit back and watch Netflix while collecting checks, right? <laughs> that's what, what Glenn is doing, what Glenn is doing with his. Yeah, uh, that, that's real good too. <laughs> okay, so um, we're going to move on to the next portion, guys. Um, uh, we have a quick announcement to make. Um, the hot trend, so we're going to move it to 
uh, 5 p.m. instead on Thursdays. So instead of lunchtime, we want to move it to a more kind of relaxed setting and we can all grab a drink while we talk about stuff and learn. I think that's a, a, that's a nicer way to, to go about it. So uh, starting next week in May, um, what's the date? May uh, 6, 7? The, well, the coming Thursday, the 7th. 7. Um, we will uh, have it at 5, 5 p.m. So um, we look forward to seeing everybody again at 5. Um, I have to run. We're going to move on to the on, online networking portion. Uh, but, you know, we're kind of at the end of the month. So I have some financial stuff I got to take care of. Uh, John, would you stay and help us moderate the, uh, the online networking portion and share it with Shirley? Yeah, that's fine. Sure. So I'll just uh, be moving people to the panelists. So guys, you can just uh, introduce yourselves, um, tell us maybe your takeaway for the topic or what your uh, real realizations are as well. Yeah, your takeaway, turn on your webcam, if you're good, please. You know, it's a networking portion. You know, it's much better if we uh, see each other's face. Um, all these connections will be useful when things open up and you're going to start doing business together. Um, and also, uh, what, uh, what are you looking for? You know, let us know what you're looking for also. Okay, I got to go. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Steve. I don't think we have any attendees left, Shirley. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so um, they're they moved now to the panelists. Um, what about Becky? Hi, Becky. She'd like to go first. Hello, Shirley. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Becky Kerminga, and I am the Real Estate IQ person in Houston and okay. on the leadership team there. So uh, and my husband and I also do some investing. We uh, have done a little bit of everything uh, relatively, not for very long, just for a few years, um, but a little wholesaling, uh, had a rental property, sold a flip right before Nice. The quarantine went into effect. Very, <laughs> Actually, very... we put it on the market, yeah, the Friday before the quarantine. And luckily, yeah, it was in a in a good area. And so we got a lot of a lot of traffic and we ended up taking a a cash offer that was a few thousand dollars less than another offer, uh, just because it was more certain, <laughs> less risky. Yeah. That's definitely the way to go. Uh, I personally also sold uh, one of my flip right before, and uh, it was not the price that I want, but it was uh, the best offer that I have gotten. So you know, I, I decided to take it, and then immediately after I sold, like three days after I sold it, you know, we were we were basically in lockdown mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have any uh, takeaways from from Glenn's story? I was really glad to hear it, you know, just in case. Um, actually, my two sons who are living with us right now, um, one was before, <laughs> and the other lost his job at a ski resort and came to live with us um, when the quarantine started, but they're both working at Specs Liquor Store. So they're out every day and, you know, potentially getting exposed to it. So it's good to know to hear some of those things that you can do if you start to feel it, that'll help lessen it. Great, thanks, Becky. Um, I thought I saw uh, Jasandra's camera turn on a while ago. 
Uh, could you uh, introduce yourself, uh, Jasandra? Okay. Uh, what about, uh, let's see, is my camera on? Anybody else want to go next? What about uh, Phil Cousin? everyone's shy okay that's all right so that's it if um if there's no one else then we'll be seeing you next week that's thursday at 5 p.m take just take note of the new time hopefully everyone's uh, free and available by then and there i hope you have a great week guys thank you so much for your time Thank you, Shirley. Thank you, John. Oh, there. <laughs> Thank you, Cassandra. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.